That's uh, some bitch in your native town. That'd be wanker in your native town. Are you finished blubbering? You sound like a giant tattooed baby. You know what? I'm not listening to this horse shit. I got a job to do. Tell your mom I said hi. Actually, I'll tell her myself. Don't you ever talk about my mother, I'll put your head through that wall. Secondly, I'll have this job done while you're still putting on your baby oil. Good luck, Slick. That's it. You just reminded me. That's exactly why I hate working with you. It's your voice. It's your nasally, prepubescent Harry Potter voice. Every time you speak, just imagine this for a second. It's like dragging my balls across shattered glass. And it hurts. Well, for me, it's not your voice. It's your face. Your big, stupid face. Looking at it makes me feel like God is projectile vomiting right in my eyes. And it burns. It really burns. good news is i took myself quarantine very seriously today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i only left the house very very briefly tonight to get provisions for this episode mm. the bad news is i've been playing sim city 3000 for eight straight hours and i can't see straight now is your mind thinking in terms of infrastructure absolutely <laughs> dude my goddamn sims won't stop complaining about their tax rates i've brought them a utopia yeah with low taxes all around Mm-hmm. God still- forbid they put up with some delays in public transportation while I lay the infrastructure down. Mm. My subway system right now is extensive. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing really good on this city. This is my third city. How's in your road system hours. though? My road system is not great. It's a little chaotic. It reminds me of Los Angeles, ah. which is why I'm trying desperately to install them a beautiful, beautiful subway system. Oh, it's going well, but they won't shut the fuck up about it. You know, you know what happens when you try to transition people from cars to, to railway. Well, you know, go well. they they already have an exquisite bus system. Oh, uh, you can put they, bus systems. In they that? also have had a oh. limited subway system for over one hundred years. By the way, oh. I played one hundred and thirty hours of time today. Not in that's my like time, five hours, yeah. but in sim time, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, time. I've lived one hundred and thirty years. I have a motherfucking spaceport right now. Yeah, I was always. Or rather, you know what? Now that I come to think of it, no. I paid, played 230 years. I was always happy when I got a helipad. Oh, yeah. Because, again, I played the old one where you just had trains for commercial purposes and factory purposes. Yes, I should say I'm playing SimCity 3000 Unlimited, which is much more expansive than the original um, you know, red and blue block SimCity that Will's referring to. But can you have Godzilla still take over? Yes. You know what I did? I, I f- this might help with the tax situation. What's that? Inflict a inflict fuck, a UFO attack to calm the population, and then calm them down. And just be like, we'll lower your tax rates momentarily. That's a really good idea. Use the real world and inform the virtual. Yeah, you know, um, this version. See, I only ever played SimCity three thousand, but I never had SimCity three thousand unlimited when what, I was a youth. What's the difference? So the it's only slightly different. All of the infrastructural things for the game are the same, mm-hmm. uh, but there are new and different natural disasters that happen. Ooh. 
So you can get whirlpools now that'll like fuck up your seaports and marinas and swallow them whole. Hmm. Uh, deadly swarms of locusts. Ooh, do that. Uh, yeah. Get I mean, godly about it and they'll pay whatever taxes. It's been a while since we've had a disaster and I've been able to fend them off pretty well. Um, but yeah, there's UFO attacks. There's falling space debris, which is essentially like an asteroid huh. strike. Um, yeah, huh. they, they cause extensive damage. But uh, I would, I'm surprised they don't just end your game. <laughs> well, the reason I'm on my third city in 24 hours. By the way, I stayed up playing this till 3:30 in the morning last night. Mm. Um, and then I got back up and I made one 15 minute conference call and got right back on the horse. <laughs> Uh, oh, those conference calls really uh, effective. Oh there. my god, my work day today, man. Those fifteen minutes, woo! I I was yeah, I had to get out of the mines for a second, you know, and go back to my my virtual utopia. Oh boy! But anyway, yeah. So there's locust attacks now. Huh. Uh, the falling space garbage, but yeah, sometimes they do end your game. Um, my second city was taken down in a in a anarchic blaze. Huh. That's a typical disaster of the fires, but I couldn't contain it. Oh. You know? How do you contain it? You just like... You can dispatch your fire department, but, you know, it costs money to build them. So at that oh. point in the game, it was only like 1915, and I didn't have much of an infrastructure for this type of thing yet. And I had like a, you know, what's her name? Miss Daisy knocked over the lantern in the cow barn Oh, and set Chica- Chicago on oh, fire. Oh, the Chicago fire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one of those type of incidents, and yeah. uh, unfortunately... It burned my city to the ground. Yeah, that w- the, yeah. I was thinking Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, but that's a little different. Mm. Wasn't that one inflicted by the corporation? Basically, they didn't have enough means of um, there ingress was no and way, egress and all There was no the, way out. Yes. There were no fire escapes. Right. You just had a wooden, you know, a wooden structure inside of a brick thing mm-hmm. with too many children and women, yeah. you know, pick-stitching all day. Mm-hmm. Which, again, teeny tiny, you want silk that looks beautiful, you know who does it best? Children. Children. And women. They both have tiny hands. Uh, No, kids have, be- they can roll the, they can roll the ends of silk beautifully. Oh, is that right? What do you need to roll the ends of silk for? So, like, if you're making a scarf, like uh-huh. a silk scarf, you, you, you do a teeny tiny little, teeny tiny little baby roll, and then you pick stitch it. Oh, I see. Okay. And children do it the best. They they cannot do that mechanically still. Uh, it or, falls out. Really? Because it's not as tight. Wow. Because mis- machines, you still have to have like a certain. Eh, it's a long. Yeah. Well, we might as well get into it, man. All I have to talk about is Sim City. If you want to keep talking about that, I'm really into it, though. I feel like I could go the whole hour. I mean, do you want to talk about Judd? What? No? I, I What's Judd? The MoMA show? Yeah. Wait, did you break quarantine and go to MoMA today, you freak? No, I saw. No, it's been closed. I saw it the day before MoMA closed. Oh, right, right. I got in because I was like, I, I doubt I have a sneaking suspicion I'll be able to do this. Uh-huh. So let me just go up there and then. Yeah, I remember now. That was fully like a week ago. A week ago, or more. yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, we. I guess we can talk about Judd if you want to. I think it's an interesting sign of the times. What? Colorful metal boxes? I mean, whatever, man. That shit's boring. Who cares? It was actually a kind of boring show, <laughs> but because it was, because it was empty, because you know this is when yeah. the fear and most of the working from home and then the tourists were like not out. I was like, cool. Um, the it was very empty. It's a very overhung show. So when you have a fairly empty, get like almost completely empty gallery, you're like, ooh, it was very German installed. It was very Kunsthalle because it's just like there's two walls and just stuff all over the place. Right. Which is like an over it's overhung. 
to shit. You know, I don't know if MoMA's just high on their new renovation or whatever, but I feel like they've been doing that lately. Oh, I don't They know. did that with their permanent galleries. Um, but, like, two has a shitload of walls. Yeah. This has, like, literally just, like, here's a room, second room, third room, fourth room. That's it. Uh-huh. Oh, really? So there's only four big rooms on the sixth On floor six, yeah. With those really tall ceilings. Yeah. But then you can do the stacks literally, sure. like, fucking sky high. All the way up, yeah. And it looks like that's when they look bigger, even though you're like, oh, I know what these look like. Um, but it's just, I was just thinking about it today in terms of, like, you know, surfaces that germs can live on. And I was like, that's just a sea of surfaces that you can't disinfect. Uh, I, in my vague memory from a week ago, I believe that the metal surfaces are better than other things. Yeah. Three hours is not that long. Well, on, car- on cardboard, it was 24. Oh, so. Gross. Um, but like there's plexi all over that. You know, it's like I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just like all those things didn't age well because they were so manhandled throughout their whole lives. Like which, you know, Judd wrote about being like, I get my shit back from museums and it's all fucked up. And you're like, well, he seemed yeah. like a really difficult man. Is that right? You probably know he more was about Donald Judd yeah. than me, but he seems like uh, I don't know much about him. But the one thing I do know is he's definitely an asshole. Well, it's what. <laughs> well, it's one thing to be like, let me just farm out my shit, but then it's just another thing to be like, well, the things I farmed out are so you know so, I want to say specific because that's his word, but it's like there's something like the way he talks about it. They're so precious. It's like, dude, just order another one. Yeah. Like, this is what we do now. Like, oh, that got fucked up. Whatever. Here's another one. Here's, it's still, like, if you want the pristine thing, just like, well, here's the plans and then you fabricate right. it. Right. Like, I, I don't eh. think we have very many listeners that are not artists, but if you're not, it would shock you the degree to which in contemporary art, things are simply remade or reordered constantly. Yeah. You get a part fucked up and just get another one. But it's all, it, but you know, in Judd's case, this is probably true. It's all correlated to the monetary value. As soon as things start to have a higher value, there's more emphasis placed on like authenticity. Well, because I'm sure, like at that time, it would have caused a like crisis of editioning. Definitely. And yeah. now we're just like, whatever. That's just the busted one. Well, and and whether he was an asshole or not, I'm sure for those artists, they actually took the idea of being like singularly original or whatever. Yeah. A little, there was still some sort of uh, holdover of like aura or whatever, and they didn't want to blow their own credibility in yeah. their own minds by doing things like that whereas now most artists straight up do not care they whatever know, they don't it. even want to be bothered with it you could just replace things and never tell them yeah that's all honestly the safest way sometimes especially if they're difficult to work with wink wink <laughs> yeah i have no idea who you're talking about <laughs> um no i mean yeah i was like because like they had two paintings on the outer thing, and I was like, "These are the worst shits I've ever seen. This is bad. You are oh, clumsy, th- fucker." Those like really crazy early paintings. I kind of like those. The man. real early ones. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. I know. Like I, they had a lozenge, which I like those. Those are like a weird hybrid. Like there's something that I find like I could do that. Sure. Um, but then there's ones that are like earlier than that, where like fabrication wasn't a part of it, and you're like, "Ooh." Well, don't you get the sense that Donald Judd's entire career could be chalked up to like him? being a type a maniac in response to his own ineptitude yeah like feeling inadequate like as a hand making artist and then like being like well i'm gonna like you know he's like an incel or a nerd he's like i'm gonna use math to overcome society's problems well it's me. just it's one of those things again the sympathy thing is like i'm too fucking clumsy for this i'll just have someone else make it right oh 
I'm really smart too. Let me show you. And it's like, dude, shut up. No one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the lesson he never learned is like, bro, you need to cool your jets. Right. Well, I don't think there was anybody really reigning in the male artists to cool their jets at that time. One way or another, you could get away with it however you wanted. You could be sloshed drunk like Kenneth Nolan smoking cigarettes and talking nonsense. I mean, he sounded like Joe Biden in Painter's Painting. (laughs) 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 Or you could be like Donald Judd. I bet Donald Judd was... No, he was probably a drinker. I was going to say he was straight edge. Mm. I could almost imagine that, but I bet he was a hard-ass drinker. I don't know. I don't know what happens when you go to the desert. Hmm. Do you dry out or do you like... I don't know. Yeah, because he definitely wasn't a stoner. Well, you know Mm. what? I take that back. He might have been. If you're like really obsessed with like screws and like different polishes and yeah stuff. you might get like, you might a get really stony yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's true. that sounds very stony yeah definitely um uh, yeah that that tracks i mean oh, like man. yeah so he was just bombed off that loud out in texas or whatever the fuck you know on spring street <laughs> like you know all the 16 year olds smoking on stoops on mercer street are like yeah we're just upholding the legacy bro yeah well it it's makes like, a lot shut of up sense, you're wearing right? supreme you look at like um yeah you like look at a gleaming a stainless steel box long enough while you're stoned and you really start to well, appreciate its all, nuance. They're all stash boxes. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. Duh. Oh my God, that is a really good bit. Just go to like the Met and start putting like little baggies of weed inside all the Juds. Well, the ones that have the like, the can't like the canted out, the metal one with the green plexi back, you could toss one in the slot and no one would know. No oh, one's going to yeah. look that hard at them. You could use it as a cash drop, Breaking Bad style, like so <laughs> you don't have to meet your dealers face to face. Well, they do have one of those, um, like the full size, like closet pieces, like which I love. I think those. Well, explain what that is because I'm not sure I know. It's about, they're like seven foot squares or six. No, they're seven foot squares. And like on each of them, like there's little like. Uh, angled panels and it's all plywood so they look like you know california closets which i kind of love like the whole thing is just like you is look... that your pet name for them or is that the sort of unofficial what name for that series closet know. things they look like closets oh, okay okay that's know. your name then yeah i don't no one pet names any of his shit because it seems like oh it's too precious his and shit it's like, is all untitled and numbered right or no some fuckery i don't know yeah it's four people like untitled four bleh. Oh, oh god damn and then or like untitled number number four bleh. were you ever overcome in undergrad with that apocalypse of doing untitled paren something like either untitled four Dan Flavin, or like untitled, and then you actually just give it a no, title. No, I would give a title, and then I'd have a parentheses title because I was just like, fuck it, this is fun for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were already making a bit out of it. Oh, yeah, I love stupid shit. Are you kidding me? You okay there? Sorry, I'm making... Yeah, okay. No, we're good. You got that... that I bounce, think my... The bouncy mic? It doesn't matter. Technical problem, but it's okay. Mm. Um, Yeah, I was really overcome by that spell for a while because Dan Flavin would do the same thing. Yeah. Which is why I put his names in the brackets, name in the brackets before. Jeez, I can't get words out, man. Um, But yeah, as soon as I realized that you could do that, that you didn't have to have a real title, but you could just have a dedication, I was obsessed with that for a while. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't dedicate anything, any of my work to anyone except my haters, so... That'd be pretty funny. Untitled for the haters and losers. <laughs> uh, well. That's a good title for this episode, actually. That might be. Maybe that's the heart painting. Oh, yeah. That could be funny for the haters and losers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, whatever. <sighs> yeah, I've been. It hit five oh five. Conference call over. Great. Time, mm-hmm. time to pop open the Gruner. Yeah. No, I know you barged in my room while I was busy trying to build my subway system, demanding that we podcast. I was like, "Let's do it." It was quite rude, and I told you later, <laughs> "I'm busy." And then I forced you into making making a shelf go up by doing such a poor job. Well, you know, I I haven't like straight up wasted a day like this in a really long oh, time. Okay. It's been a minute since I just gamed all day without getting up out of my chair except to piss and get water. Did you even shower today? You look a little crazy. I actually didn't shower today. I yeah, forgot you look about a little that. crazy. <laughs> oh, dude, that's weird. Yeah, no, Ew. I didn't. Holy shit. Nasty. That's hoe. very unlike me. I usually do. But you know what happened is I had my work conference call today, and I, of course, because I stayed up till 3.30 in the morning, Over the got slept. up like yeah. 10 minutes before I was due to do it. Oh. So yeah, I forgot to shower too. Oh, well. Ugh. It doesn't matter. Well, this is what happens, man. I'm just getting, I'm just getting right into the vibes of this whole collapse situation. I'm leaning right into it. I was telling my mom last night, I'm like, you know, mom, I'm fine for right now. I'm just trying to have a good time. (laughs) You know what? It's working. (laughs) This is my moment, dude. If there's ever been a time for me to thrive, it is in sweatpants playing SimCity and not showering. That's disgusting. Right now. In the midst of everyone else's panic, I am cool as a motherfucking cucumber over here. Cool is a word that I wouldn't (laughs) use, but all right. One could. I wouldn't. Um, No, I worked this morning. Yeah. Looked around and went, this is fucking dumb. But I did get all of my like pillaged things from previous location. I was like, aha, all my stuff. Right. Yes. All my things. Yeah, we talked about it last time. You got all your war prizes. Um and, and now you're off the hook too, right? Yeah. Can we say? Yeah. And I just had two days off. I was like, please just call it before I have to go back. Call it before I- Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Fuck yes. Yeah, you got the extra two days too. That happened to me. I yeah. got a three day weekend going into all this shit. I was on a call today. I worked this morning, and then got another call. I'm like, I technically worked two days. Oh, I mean, dude, I worked for fifteen minutes today. Are you kidding me? I earned my salary like you wouldn't believe. I worked for three Four hours and thirty minutes. Wow, really? You worked from home for four hours and thirty minutes? No, I went. I went to the thing. You went to work today? Yes. Oh my god, I was. Some of, some of us got up at six in the morning and still drove. Oh, that's why you were sleeping till two in the afternoon. What? I didn't understand that. Sleeping till two in the afternoon. Yeah, you emerged from your room at some point around two. Today? Yeah. Right? Or did you just come home from work? Is that what happened? I came home from my studio oh okay Three thirty. Oh, okay i thought you were just waking up see i no. as we've mentioned already on this episode i was playing sim city <laughs> and i wasn't really i wasn't really interested in the goings on of the world i thought you were just waking up no but i was too busy to even shame you for it today and i'm glad i didn't try because i would have been like excuse me yeah <laughs> get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of my oh face. my god dude this is so crazy no you, i came home because i was like ooh, getting hungry yeah and I finished a painting and was like, okay, feeling good. I got a lot done before three. Let me go home, take a nap, eat. Maybe I'll come back. We'll see. Um, and then I was like, conference calls. Like, Fuck. Well, never mind. Oh, uh, man. Well, you had a very busy day in, in that case. Yeah. So Stretch uh, stretcher. I built a Trimar stretcher backwards. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how I did that. Yeah. That was real bad. I'm kind of dumb. This is why I don't like the metal ones. Because they're reversible? Well, if you're not paying attention, there's pilot holes for everything. Oh, no. You mean you fully stretched the whole thing? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, when I was 
you know, you got to put the metal brackets on all the parts. Yeah, yeah. And there's pilot holes. And I was like, why are the pilot holes not on here? And then I flipped it over and went, oh, I did it bad. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't have my drill. Right. So I had to hand crank. Uh, yeah, it was bad. I'm kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want the wood ones back, man. Well, you know, you can always get them. You're not stuck with metal stretchers for the rest of your life. But I want the nice ones. Okay. Well, then you're stuck with them, I guess. I don't know. That I don't want to pay for a fabrication because there are people who rip you off. Yeah. Also, you do realize there's like no way of possibly getting any of that right now. Mm, <laughs> maybe. I, do, I don't know. I, I have my doubts that uh, stretcher manufacturers are doing a booming business at the moment. Well, they're usually single proprietors, so they might be like, please, dear God, I'll, I'll, I'll ship you your shit. Yeah, hey, maybe. You should just try and lowball people and see what happens. That's bad to do. Get some deals in the midst of this crisis. I was thinking, like, today I was like, okay, I have lots of food. But I was like, ooh, you know what? I would like to support Santa Panza. Should I just order, like, a couple pies? (laughs) Okay. And, like, tip the delivery person. Like, no, this is real. It's like, you know, things are going awry in the service. I'm like, that's the only thing I would want to give money to. Right. Locally. That isn't a bar. Yeah, I... I laughed because um, were you there when when we were looking at the Instagram story that was about Venmoing Winsom? Yeah, yeah, we we were very drunk and talking about. So this, yeah. yeah, like it's hilarious to were me. Were you there? How many people have you interacted with in the past forty eight hours? Well, I'm telling you, I can't tell the difference between you and a sim right now. You're just gonna that have is, to get used to it. I'm gonna walk in a circle with a green triangle over my head, going, huh? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> if you close the door behind me, I'm yeah, you're gonna get locked and inside yeah. and starved to death. That's what, oh, that's awesome. No, it's not. <laughs> it's fun for me. The smell. God, um, can you imagine? Wait, pause for a second on the wind. Something. Yeah. Can you imagine what serial killers are getting away with right now? What? It would be so much easier to be a serial killer at the moment than ever before. No, no one's leaving their homes. Well, but if they do, and you nab them. No one's coming into your home either. You know? Uh, okay. Well, that's morbid. Everybody's self-quarantined right now. So if you had a spare room, let's say, that you wanted to make use of by perhaps putting some foam and plastic sheeting up on the walls, okay, you well, could... Uh, hey, listeners. Yeah. Can you uh, send someone to the house, please? <laughs> send, send someone to uh, the studio, please? Just to check on me. If you, say, wanted to paint someone a similar shade to flesh color, but a little more artificial, and then lock them in the bathroom and install a video camera to see how long it would take them to starve, you could do that. Excuse me? What? I'm saying to make you into a living sim. Maybe bludgeon you over the head so you don't have good motor control or sense of direction and you keep bumping into walls. I don't have that shit anyway. <laughs> That's not a hard ask. I mean, Oh, shit. yeah. All you need is a bottle and a half of wine before you turn into a cartoon character. Oh, give me some vodka, bitch, and I'll fucking fall down right now. <laughs> Won't even make it out of this chair. Um, well, anyway, okay, win so some we- Venmo. I get, I get that you want to support a local business that you like. those are I, like actual Italians. I honestly don't think that that's bad. That's fine. Um, I think it is hilarious, though, that people are Venmoing money to businesses. Absolutely not. I don't know, man. There's no restaurant in the world that is worth a Patreon subscription for me. I'm sorry. Unless you're getting... Again, I'll buy buy some pies from you. Right. Well, they could even do like a political campaign style thing where they're like free sticker or whatever. Something that would cost them, you know, less than 10 cents for a $5 donation. You got to at least put something into it. My thing, if if I was, you know, Santa Panza, for instance... 
make your lovely pies. You probably don't have this on site, but if you have a blast chiller, sell frozen pizzas and deliver them. Oh, damn. Yeah, they. I would fuck up a Specky Zola from my freezer. You shitting me? I would love that. <laughs> I'm fat. Give me that. Look, I get where you're coming from. And setting aside all the logistical problems with that, like said blast freezer that yeah, you I'm need not a blast sure chiller, is that yeah. easy to obtain. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty penny. Yeah, but again, in, you know, in the middle of a shortage of almost everything. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you know, where's that blast chiller coming from? I don't fucking know. Um, so setting all of that aside, even still, I, I think the idea of a frozen pizza does not appeal to the crowd that they're exactly looking for. I think it would be bad for their brand a frozen gourmet pizza in their mind it would be bad for their brand to do this and i think it would be bad amongst their you know bougie hipster clients too ew frozen pizza what is this trader joe's love frozen pizza well i know because you're trash from (laughs) duh (laughs) duh um where was i gonna go with it but yeah we're not we're not venmoing the the trash of when the winsome thing is like when sun Winsome? I think it's Som, S-O-M. Maybe it's Sun. Sun. Maybe it's Sun. Winsome, yeah. I don't know. Like, they're like, please help us support our undocumented workers that we were underpaying. That was the crazy part. Yes, yes, yes. Like, were you paying these people's health insurance? No, because they had no no papers. Excuse me. Now, now, in fairness, I want to be... I want to be transparent about the fact that I'm not sure if they if they were collecting money perhaps for a separate enterprise like just to help undocumented people generally. I thought it was but their, their post people. did seem like an admission that they they are illegally. They're I uh, mean like citizen yeah. employees needed Which help. like, you know, like whatever, like that's welcome to New York. There's also the restaurant industry is like fast and loose in the same way that the art world is. Yeah, but, yeah. like you know lower lower margins um so like and it's fast and easy work and you can just pay people ca- this is why like cash only businesses exist right um so you can just be like here you go we're not talking to the tax man um but like maybe you should have thought about that not about like oh we won't hire but it's like well what were you doing before yeah it seems like nothing and you're like, oh, we feel bad now. We exploited these people and now they don't have money. Can you guys pay for it? Yeah, I mean, Fuck it's, off. it seems terrible, you know, whether it's retrospective or not, like for the optics of a basically like gentrifying upper middle class business. That's yeah. that's their audience, even if it's not. Is it a white guy that owns it? It is. It's a white guy from the South. His partner is Taiwanese. Uh, but the chef at the restaurant is a, f- he actually has a really funny YouTube channel where he shows you how to make things from Winsome and he like pounds bud while he's doing it. Also a white guy. Yeah. Clearly with the too many white people, clearly with the aim of being like a celebrity chef, perhaps like in oh. the vice, actually the thing I watched, I think was vice like in the vice mold of like, you know, he's edgy, but he knows how to make Taiwanese fried chicken or whatever. Anyway, it just seems really bad for the optics of a business like that to have employed undocumented people in the first place. Even oh, in mean, the restaurant like, industry where it's where it's overrun with that type of thing. It seems I mean, like they wouldn't do that, but I don't know. But it just lays bare a certain kind of hypocrisy to certain kinds of hospitality. Yeah. Like even Dave Chang like paid his people not very much not very long he like paid everybody who was part-time like 
for a week and a half. Yeah. Like, okay, well, like, well, look, I get, same, I get that the but, restaurant industry is like low margin and that's sort of their excuse for really shoddy business practices. But at the same time, like there are like restauranteurs associations that lobby the federal, local and state government to like keep wage slavery at their institutions the way that it is and, well, you know, limits on hours and things like that. So like it's not like they need to do that that's that's a coordinated decision even on the part of mom and pop businesses like a lot of the time those restauranteur like organizations that lobby they don't even do it for chains they do it only for mom and pop businesses businesses Hmm. in the area and chains are responsible to lobby on their own because they can afford it yeah well this is why the only people who met with trump were like ceos of fast food places right well the one thing about the momofuku thing was like everyone who is salaried or above or in the offices like they took their like a pay cut because they weren't doing anything yeah obviously to pay for all everyone who was like on the front i was like that seems nice yeah that's typically how labor relations end up working like the only reason everyone in the world doesn't get a raise or benefits is that exact reason that their management doesn't want to take a take a pay cut but no they took the cut they were like well well you know here's 40 percent put it in a fund pay the people I'm like, A, I know you have a war chest. This is a lie. Like, you know, but this is nice. This is good PR. Sure. Such good PR. Well, and there are ethical restaurants that exist, like, um, where you don't have to tip because they pay their employees a living wage, stuff like that. But you Those have... typically are very expensive, though. Yeah, sure, because that's how much food should cost. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, also, I, like... I don't you... really have strong feelings about this, just so that everybody knows. But I, but I, do, but I do feel like... Go ahead. I do. Yeah. Sure. If only because I operate in the other kind of service industry and I'm like, you know, pay people minimum wage and expect them to like be nice and do shit. Nah, they can go, they can work anywhere. You can work anywhere for minimum wage. Yeah. And just be a dick. Right. Like, uh, like you sweeten the deal with like commissions and things like that. And if you take that away, if you're not going to over, you know, bump them up in the pay grade, you're going to be like, why does this suck? why does walking in here suck you're like we're not paying them sorry like "Mm." so you know i get that whole idea of like you know when the gratuity is automatic where it's like "Mm, these people make 22 dollars an hour and you're not tipping it's because they're like you have to be that good to do that even still 22 dollars is like "Mm, not great yeah in a major city that's not that great of a wage especially if you're like at you know daniel or something like that sure like that's ins- those people like make way more money but right. whatever yeah you know it it makes me very curious what the history of, of like restaurant labor relations and the way it's structured is cuz i don't actually know but i would imagine that like restaurants are or would be privy to a lot of exemptions from law anyway um what well, from from labor, oh, from, from labor, labor. law yeah, yeah. because they work weird hours. You know the there's there's things about it that need to be accounted for where you can't just take a. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe you can just take a minimum wage and apply it to all restaurant workers. But there are but there are things like like the hours and stuff yeah, like that. There's it, no it's, hazard. It's a pay. sort of yeah. specialized industry where there maybe there should be hazard pay and stuff like that and. Working in a restaurant makes it harder to form a union because you have weird hours. Like, there's a lot of reasons why it got to be where it is. But I'd be yeah. curious. I'd be curious what they are historically. Like, why in the 
early labor movement that was mostly focused on production labor like why wasn't service labor at that time as much of a factor because it was all nothing was corporatized that's true Right, like service service things would have meant that you owned your own business and it, it was your family that was staffing it. Uh-huh. You would have had a lot fewer freelance you'd have two employees. Empl- you'd have five or less employees. Yeah, right. That's why that statute still stands for a lot of like service and retail, where it's like, oh, less than five, you don't have to, eh. or like this way loans are being dispersed if you have less than five or whatever. Right. But like I would love, love, love to see a retail, how do you, do you, you know how, uh, what are they called? Unions work? Yeah, a little sort bit. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of uh, union could retail people be in? I, I don't know for sure, but I would put money on the idea that there already is one. Really? That's like a, yeah, that's like a retail, retail Workers Association of America huh? or something like that. Yeah, you should look that up because there is this already for restaurant workers and stuff. Oh, shit. Um, they have it for fast food workers. I would imagine they have it in the retail sphere at this point, too. But there's no local one. There probably is a local chapter, yeah. Huh. The The problem is it's an, it's an organizing problem where the reason that that's not visible to you is intentional on the part of most of these companies. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're never going to advertise it. And if an organizer, say it was you, who Googled it on your own and came into work and was like, hey, guys, what do you think about this? Well, what's the next thing that's going to happen to you? You're fired. Mm. For some other reason. But that'll that's the real reason. Um, so no, these things these things do exist, but it's like the same problem that art handlers are having. Where uh, especially if you work in a smaller company, this is maybe more apt for the restaurant people, but it sort of applies to yeah. you too. Is like, well, I could take my department of five or six art handlers and go to the local you know Teamsters union and say, hey, will you take us? And they would take us, and they would probably waive the dues. It would be a sweetheart deal, yeah. just for them to grow their ranks. Um, but getting all six of those people to stand up against the one owner of the place that you see every day and actually face them down in yeah. the process and get all of them to stick with it yeah. is almost impossible. Well, this is why it doesn't work in retail because there's no business owner. The business owner is a... Well, it doesn't S, work in, you know, in a lot a of corporate structures whatever, yeah. for that reason. And and just like, did you ever see American Factory? No. No. Well, like you see it kind of play out in that where like the moment that the workers on their own do get it in their head that they want to unionize, the first thing that happens is corporate, who they've never met before, yeah. sends a representative and sends like an anti-union lawyer to give them a little talking to. Oh. You know? Yeah. They're, they're very, very, very repressive of this type of behavior. Mm-hmm. And and it probably wouldn't work for you either because you have a lot of low-wage hourly employees that are not going to be loyal to a union, even if it would benefit well, them. Well, they're too young. They're all well, they, they, have, they, they don't have a clear picture of what the incentives are. And in fact, the incentives for them are probably not that good. If they're like a college student with a part-time job or something, yeah, they yeah. don't want to deal with all this bullshit. No, no, no. They no. should want to, but I understand why they don't. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. I mean, I remember... Uh, like a story of, like my mom told me like when she was young she like worked at a deli counter yeah like when she was like 17 she was like i had to join a union and pay them and i didn't want to i'm like yeah because you wanted like fun money sure and they probably should have waived it for anyone under 18 to be honest like yeah. that's a little fucked up but that's ohio um they're like we'll take your money wow that's an amazing story about how it used to be Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that was pretty common in a lot of places. Like if you got a summer job as a janitor at a community center or something, I bet you had to join a union for the yeah. summer. Like, but you know, think about 
think about what it was like to uh never mind you were a f- like a full-time teacher at Rutgers but like when I was a PTL there there I didn't have to join a union but they did force me into their pension plan oh I which got the, I, I got that after we graduated right right and I was so mad well the 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 point being though that like yeah I understand why you know a young temporary employee has no interest in any of these kind of yeah. things but you do need solidarity like totally for these things to hang together yeah because this is where like right to work laws come from i hate those is the idea that you can opt out of a union like suddenly now everybody's going to opt out of it for selfish reasons you do have to have like a, an entrenched mechanism that somewhat forces people to do it well I... especially the least willing because that's yeah. how everything starts to unravel yeah. you know well, this is why I never under. I don't like. Sorry, my sock is falling off. Um, the other one just fell off while I adjusted. Um, this is why I don't like at will employment. Like there should be like contracts for employment. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, yet another reason why unions were. But like, you know, as someone who's managed, you know, people for a long time, at will employment, it's so hard to fire someone, even though you just want to be like, you fucking suck and you're an asshole hit it you can't i'm like but it's at will and my will says no i have no need for your asininery um i don't want to say that you're an edge case because i don't think that you are i think you're an edge case like in in our community because most of us work in the art world that's like small businesses where like the situation is just dramatically different than a corporation but it is at will employment but what like your higher-ups are telling you is basically that like it is not worth our trouble and time to fire an employee that doesn't give a shit yeah um so that's cheaper to continue to pay them yeah for one shift a week than to pay for a lawyer if they try to sue us right they're just trying to mitigate their risk which is minimal anyway i mean even if you verbally employ uh fired an employee like in a fit of rage that employee is not gonna have the resources to sue you no like they're not gonna try and do that I did have one who did. Uh huh. Can you talk about this? Because before you get into it, I don't want to have to cut something out. If you are even hesitant about it, let's. I don't actually know what happened. Well, no, she she tried before. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should either. She won't fucking listen. No one will listen. Well, it doesn't matter though. Just you don't want you don't yeah. want a recorded. Yeah, we we can talk. We can talk issue. about. We can talk. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about it later. Um, but it was kind of. Well, it was but, funny. But what I was gonna say was like. It's not at-will employment that is making it difficult for you to fire people. In fact, it makes it vastly easier than it would be if, say, you were up against a union and you were Mm. mad management. Then you would have real problems firing people because it wouldn't be about cutting them down to one shift a week. It would be like, no, they're still coming into work eight hours a day, every single day, with full benefits and not giving a fuck because they don't like you. You know? Mm. Um, No. In fact, it's really really cruel if what you're saying is true that what they do is just keep people on the line for one shift a week i mean then you're just and then you hope that they that's don't a show different up. kind yeah. of financial like punitive punishment or whatever and basically getting them to quit in which case they can't get an employment and yeah. you know they're so it's not really at will employment that's making it difficult it's the corporate structure that's making it difficult yeah. and the at will employment laws are bad like the the reason i think there should be contracts is from the labor perspective like you should not be able to be fired for something you say on a podcast for example. 
Mm. Like you should have complete freedom of speech outside of work. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's uh, there, you know, it's always a question of this libertarian thing of where do you draw the line? Because obviously there's libel and slander. Yeah. There, there are like certain company secrets that like, I think should be kept by their employees for whatever reason, for financial reasons, moral reasons, whatever. Um, but yeah, well, you should technically those, you know, in the way that things are phrased in corporate speak is all these, this transmission is confidential, blah, blah, blah. Like there's three tiers of typically in all corporate structures, there's three tiers of, of confidential information, things that are confidential that have names, addresses. Um, there's encryption class that has social security numbers and financials. And then there's a third class that's in between. I don't remember what that was. Well, in any case, I mean, yeah. there, yeah, there's obviously reasons why, you know, you, you some of your rights have to be limited at some level, but it should be legally codified. Like the problem with that will employment is that the legal codification is literally any reason at all. Well, it, there should actually have to be stated reasons. It would also be like the the joy of something that is actually somehow codified is like if you're not meeting X, Y, and Z we do this then we do this and then you're fired like just be like you know well but you know but what a com- what a company man would tell you is from their point of view if you give them three strikes or whatever they're costing you money while they're accruing the other two strikes and they don't yeah. even want to abide that yeah. um the human cost of that is the tragedy though because again if you're just cutting somebody down to uh, a wage level where they can't afford to live and then they have to quit and they also can't get unemployment like that's incredibly vindictive and horrible like the contract should exist so that if that person gets their three strikes well the company tried their best even if that person didn't yeah and at least that person got got laid off and can now get unemployment like there there should never be a position in which you're kind of um cast out of the village medieval style and you're just shunned now because that's what you're doing to people in in a labor relations way and well yeah well it's not necessarily a labor relations thing it's the way that the law is codified yeah yeah, it's because if like if you are uh, terminated there's voluntary termination and then there's involuntary termination right basically the position that's a good way that's a very edifying thing that you just said because basically what i'm saying is that there should never be it should be very rare that your termination is voluntary. Unless you're like going to school and you're like, I got another job. Like, sure, great. sure, sure. Like that's what that's for. Right. But like voluntary termination, the voluntary termination of stopping to show up for work, like that's going to, you know, that automatically is a, you're going to get less unemployment. Or none. No, you get some. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true. I, mm. I doubt it, especially in the case of hourly employees. No. Um, no, you won't. Uh, you pay, they well, paid for it. It doesn't matter. I mean, your unemployment is correlated to the amount of hours you can show on your like last couple of pay stubs from your job. True. And if you got fired, you're not getting it at all, straight up. Well, it get it goes to court, and you have to fight it. Right. Someone has to go and show and, up. And yeah, exactly. And if the last couple of weeks that you did show up, you only worked for four hours, well, yeah, you'll get your unemployment, but your unemployment is a twenty-five cent check or whatever. So. Well, no, it becomes an average of six weeks. It's kind of like... But the point is, Will, whatever it is, even if you're a 39-hour-a-week employee for that yeah. first four weeks, and then you're a four-hour-a-week employee for the last two weeks, like that average is low as fuck. Well, and your unemployment is not 100% of what you used to get no, paid. No, no, no. That's so you're, you're, you're going yeah. way, way, way down yeah, to the yeah. point where it's unlivable. It's pointless. Yeah. Well, it's just a buffer. Yeah. It's... Yeah. 
Um, but that point about it being legally codified is is the point exactly. Yeah. Like the the legal codification is just heavily on the side of the corporation, and that's why unions are a necessary thing, so that there's lobbying groups in Washington on the side of labor, and there's just zero now. Well, also, like if you're laid off, doesn't the union help? You and yeah, some, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, b- back in the day, like the United Auto Workers Union, they would pay for your lawyer. Oh, um, the entire thing. Hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't a health insurance situation where you had a copay or whatever. Yeah. No, they would pay for your representation and they would go fight for y- hmm. usually you to get your job back, or at the very least, they would take like a huge lump sum from yeah. the company. It cost them something to fire somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in addition to all the other benefits that you would get. Hmm. I mean that's a that, that's a major argument in my mind for unions at all is like having a lawyer. Because even if, you know, you can be pretty well off yeah. in our society now. Like let's say you're living in New York and you're a family of four and both parents make $100,000 a year. Like yeah. I would consider those people really privileged, but if you imagine now that you're minus one of those incomes and you have to pay for a lawyer, Ugh. you are doomed. Like your kids aren't going to your private school and your mortgage and yeah yeah, and i mean forget all of the like privileged stuff you can send your kids to public school whatever but like you're seriously strapped at that point yeah and you know you're talking about somebody that's uh, you know not in the one percent but in the five percent is still fucked Mm. huh interesting uh you know a a lot of um my favorite community r slash collapse (laughs) <laughs> since we're going down this road anyway it's i promise this is not that dark it's actually kind of a good Ooh. idea is um there's a lot of chatter right now on the boards about like how easy it would be to do a general strike right now what like the general strike a general strike means n- not a specific industry striking not restaurant workers just not workers just outright. everyone in every industry as many as possible and it's like all we would have to do is just stay here hmm that's it. But didn't we didn't we talk about this with Natalie where it's like the American condition as it stands is that jobs define identities. So like the amount of people who are like, yeah, I love working from home. Let me go back to my office, please. Let me validate my existence. Like, I don't know how many people would actually strike because they're like, I'm comfortable. I get my life back. Oh, no, we're all cucks. What? We're all cucks. As this is a non-visual medium, no one can see me furring my brow going, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're all cucks, dude, for the company. Of course. No yeah. one's no one's actually going to do this. Yeah. I just think it's I just think it's a fascinating idea how easy it would be. But but like that that idea of correlating your identity with your job, like, yeah, sure. You know, I know people in my life right now that are freaking out because they lack an identity sitting at home without a job to go to. Hmm. I'm like free vacation, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how a lot of us feel. I have much more of a of a spirit in me without it being sucked out according to somebody else's will all the time. And I and I mean, I know that sounds dramatic because yeah. it is, but like that is honestly what it's like. You're spending mm-hmm. the vast majority of your life doing something for somebody else, and not an altruistic thing for them, a completely yeah. selfish thing for them. It yeah. it feels bad to do, like existentially, spiritually, it's bad. I also, if I wanted to, if I didn't want to go to my studio, I have two locations that I have keys to. I could just go hang out one day. Just be like, whatever. That's a really good idea during a pandemic is just go to the mall. 
<laughs> for fun by yourself. No, I could go in my store and be like, I got some stuff to do. You know what? This is great. I'm never going to get this fucking free time ever again. Let me let me get some shit done. I know you're just doing a bit, but just in case you're not, you really know you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, duh. Okay. No, but I would go to the former location and just be like, look at my sick bowling alley. Yeah. Like, I did think about, like, I don't know. That's a very, like, zombie apocalypse fantasy. I feel like that actually happens in zombie movies yeah. a lot where people end up hanging out and or living in the abandoned, like, retail locations. Severance. Yeah. That's what happens at the end of Severance. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, but, like, I, I literally was look, I was like, how much is, like, a bowling kit? Because I could set up a, a speakeasy-style bowling alley in Soho right now, a and it would bowling, be so much funny. A bowling kit? I like <laughs> pins and a ball, like, you know, like a, a mini version or whatever. Like, it's long enough. I could. Sure, sure. It would be fun. Well, you know, I have a ball and shoes. We could improvise some pins. I can't dent the walls. Oh, well, then you're fucked. Yeah. This no is... bowling in there. Damn it. Well, you need some of that Epiphone I was talking about before. After I get done killing you as a sim, I'm going to steal the keys, repurpose the foam, and have a little bowling fun. I used to be pretty good. Good luck trying to figure out which key opens that goddamn door. There's <laughs> fucking 40 of them. Um, yeah, no, I was like, oh, I could always just hang out. <laughs> I was like, if, because, you know, the realization now that, you know, the threat of violence has been enacted upon me, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh. Maybe you can oh, find you, some weapons there to defend yourself. With. Oh, you for 14 days? Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> I mean, my man over here can't even hang a shelf up by himself. I feel like there's, there's really no contest who's going to win this fight. Oh, uh, yeah, well. Mm, yeah, no. I am, I am shifty and fast, though. Yep, yep. Whoever gets to the box cutter first. Ooh. Do I have enough defenses? Yeah. Yeah. I could take down the uh, the pull-up bar or use it as, like, Kill Bill style, lift it, and then kick. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I can actually do one. Oh, my God. That one would, or ten. That would be fun. Should we do some video bonus content where we <laughs> choreograph a fight scene between the two of us in this apartment using only what's in here? It'd be a battle to the death with, like, the pull-up bar, many, many wine bottles, uh, a single Ulfa knife, and, like, a Ryobi drill. <laughs> we got a Ry- What do we got here? We got a Ryobi. There's a lot of glassware. There's That's so much true. glassware. That's true. I There's could, a lot of broken glass to go around. I could crack off the stem of a champagne glass and be like, ah! Oh, dude, it's only a matter of time till we start doing some like WWE King in the Cage style matches. I throw you off the table onto a pile of broken glass. <laughs> throw a knife, Vivica Fox style. I'm just like, ah! We could make the camera do that upside down turn like it does in the Fast and the Furious when the rock body slams Jason Statham. He gives him the rock bottom into the table and the camera turns with him. Am I Jason Statham in this? I am bald in English. Well, I sure hope not because Jason Statham gets the best of him in that scene. If that's the case, you end up uh, throwing a grenade at me and while I protect my lady friend, I fly out the window onto a, a parked car. That works for me. But the good news is I do only break my arm and a couple scenes later, I get to go, Daddy's got to go to oh, work. You get you get the line. <laughs> oh, see, I don't like this. I want the line. Oh. <laughs> Dad, can title of that be Daddy's Not Going to Work? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there it is. Oh, see, the thing is, the thing is for, for right now, I have to be the rock because I am uh, bigger and fatter than you. But there is that stockpile of mac and cheese just waiting for you in the fridge when we get done recording you eat that whole thing and we'll see about tomorrow listen 
I had half of the stockpile. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You had half of it? Well, there was like... It, for reference, guys, this is like a pot of mac and cheese the size of a witch's cauldron. It's no. several gallons worth of material. No. At minimum. Yeah. No. Yes. It no. Look, yeah. It looks like when Han Solo cuts open the tauntaun. Like if someone cut open a tauntaun and it was full of <laughs> mac and cheese and they shoved Will in there and he was going, cheese, cheese. I follow... Listen. That's what we're talking about here. Tauntaun guts. Um, I follow Ina Garten's recipe, except I don't do the tomatoes. And I've stopped doing the baking. Really? You don't like the baking anymore? It's so dry up upon the reheat. Oh, I okay. Like. I got you. I got you. Well, so it's still melty. So you could put mm. more fixins in it. So you could add some like broccoli. Some yeah. You, you can... really like fixins. I do. You like to put you like to put hats on hats when it comes to food. What were you upset with your candied walnuts on your blondie? With yeah, no, I didn't like it. Frosting? I ate the walnuts on the side. That's fine. I could have done without the cream cheese. Also, ew. No, yeah. I love cream cheese frosting. You should just eat it with a spoon, man. That's what I've taken to do. If you love something, set it aside. I love hummus. I love refried beans. I just eat them with a spoon now. Same with peanut butter. I'm not really into mixing my food anymore. Everything should remain independent. Just going to eat out of a can? Yeah, basically. I did. I ate a whole can full of chickpeas the other night. I know. You were ham ham. I was like, oh, yeah. How much of that ended up on the kitchen floor that I woke up and went, what the fuck is this? Oh, well, thank you for cleaning it up. I don't even remember that. You sure don't, because so. I went, oh, <laughs> three in the morning after I peeled myself off of the couch, watching well, the circle. Hang on. I have a mac and cheese hot take that I think is probably controversial, based on what you're saying. I don't like a wet mac and cheese. I like it a little bit dry. Because you, yeah. you can always freshen it back up with like a splash of milk or whatever, if the, you really want to. This is just but I don't hydrated like a wet all mac. the time. No. Mm. No, I'm out, dude. Well, I almost split it and baked some, and then kept some like soft which is my favorite way to go i'm becoming a big fan of just do it both ways and then you have the option yeah i could still do it i could still like sock the refrigerated thing in the oven that's my argument for keeping food separate in the first place is if you ever do feel like it the combination is still possible yeah if you're feeling wild one time sure throw the fucking walnuts on the blondie but oh that's why I the left... whole batch like that. No, that's why I have I kept the blondie bear. Well, to your credit, you asked me what options I would like. Mm-hmm. And I said, put the walnuts on the side. And I did. And you did. But you wouldn't have done that on your own. Your impulse on your own would have been to throw some fucking mac and cheese on there, throw the cream cheese <laughs> on there, throw the walnuts on there, maybe some broccoli, maybe some dried cranberries, maybe some garlic powder. You know, you would love a garbage plate. <laughs> do though like the thanksgiving day after plate is my favorite plate yeah you like why don't you just you you know what we've had this conversation before i think maybe not on the podcast but you are on the verge of like a soylent person yeah if they started making soylent that was like for fat people instead of like with programmers if it was like thanksgiving day soylent fuck me up that's so gross but yeah i could see but like as you like drank the layers you'd have a new flavor oh Because you, you also, you're you're a begrudging cook. Like, you sort of enjoy baking and you sort of enjoy cooking, but I get the sense that if you could do without any of it, you would. Oh, 100. Yeah, yeah. I can. Right. I know how to do, like, pause for ambulances. Yep, someone dying of the virus. <laughs> yep, bye. Prayers um, up. Hmm. 
Where was that? Go- oh, that was going. To- Ooh, they're going to Woodhull. Good luck. Well, that's the only game in town, man. Look off. Not better. Nah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, I like food. I know how to do things. Like, I could, you know, I can make like a good old fashioned curry with just the curry paste, not even a prepackaged thing. Yeah. I can make like a, a hot soup. I have dried udon. No, no, yeah, yeah. You know, like I know how to do I'm the not things. trying to slag you. You're a very good cook, but I just, I don't think you like anything except for the result. If you yes. could do without the dishes, if you could do without yeah. the effort of going to the grocery store, <sighs> all of these things are not your speed. No. Nothing. You do love the things that you make and you make them very well, but you know what you need is like, you need like the Star Trek repl- replicator. Huh? On Star Trek, they have a thing called a replicator that they get all of their food and provisions from okay. where you just say, computer, Thanksgiving cranberry sauce and turkey, dark meat, and then and it appears. Yeah, I want that. You know, you know the meme of Picard going, Earl Grey, hot. No. Well, that's his thing. That's what he likes to get out of the replicator. But That's I, the worst thing to get out of a fucking super futuristic. No, I know, I know. But I feel like that's water with I feel like that's what you need cuz you're not I'm taking it back a little bit. Like you're not quite a soylent person. I think you're entertaining the idea for the bit, but I don't think you would actually drink like a Thanksgiving infused Ugh. shake. I don't You know, know what? Never have, mind. You would. No, I wouldn't. I almost like I looked at it once cuz I was like, "Oh, I just I was so like deliriously tired and hungry one day after like a long work day. I was like, "Let me just get and I was like I was reaching and I went the fuck are you doing? No, that is not food. Well, no. Have you ever actually had it? No. I've had it. It's fine. I, I, it's th- an insure shake. Yeah, Like, yeah, I'm not 65 and, like, osteoporosis ridden, even though, hmm, Yeah, probably. but you, but you love, like, the uh, Odwalla-style green juices, right? As I take a bowl. No. Uh, I like green juices that are, you know, non-chunky. Oh. Well, then you would like Soylent even more. There's no chunk in Soylent. Ew. That's not even where That's I was going. Worse. I'm just saying. You, I don't like shaky things. You like, occasionally like, like to drink a meal, though. Uh, or now we're getting into really bad beer. territory um, where yeah. you just like to uh, drink a meal and then eat a meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bottle of wine and then pound of pizza. Yeah, that's that, yeah. I do that. When I was at my fattest, I was drinking one of those huge Odwalla. Oh, I remember Like this. the huge, like the one liter ones. I mm-hmm. was drinking one of those and eating grape leaves for lunch every day because I was like, both things are healthy. I mean, they're both green. That was when I was chugging Bolt House Farms yes. chai protein thing. Well, I was skinny until I was fat. Let, <laughs> yeah, let's let's be fair that even 10 years ago, as hard as it is to believe, people didn't know what health or healthy was. Oh, no. At least I didn't. My dad's constant recommendation to me was like, why don't you just eat pasta if you're trying to be on a diet? Excuse? Yeah. He's like, that's what I do. I just don't really eat meat, a couple vegetables, but then I just eat pasta and it helps me lose weight. And I was like, that's impossible, but okay. Mm. But I used to feel the same way about a green drink. I was like, hey, it's healthy. It's green. I mean, when I was in high school, I thought the same thing about fucking um, Arizona iced tea. I was like, what? It's tea. Oh, no, it's not. No, I know. It's a sugar bomb. I know that now, but we didn't used to know that sugar was bad. Yeah, true. We should get this information out there because society (laughs) is about to collapse again and there's youth that aren't going to know. Guys, don't drink sugar. It might reemerge as a healthy thing. It's not a healthy thing. Don't have it. Actually, it might for the sheer, like, energy source. Yeah. Hmm. 
Wow. And if we lose the sweet, sweet uh, company of Jewel to the apocalypse, just smoke cigarettes. That's fine, actually. I almost bought a pack of cigarettes. I mean, I miss so them right now. I, I almost went to the corner and was like, well, I have Jewel Pot. Let me just get some cigarettes. And first. honestly, they're a plant. They come from the earth. How bad could they possibly be? Well, and then douse with rat poison and formaldehyde. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, That's the part that makes it taste good, though. Yeah. Oh, I miss them so much. Well, they're available to you for the time being. You might want to stock up. I know. I'm thinking about getting uh, a few cartons of Winston's in tribute to my <laughs> dearly departed grandmother. <laughs> Those are harsh as fuck. Yeah, Winston Reds, baby. My Winston own. Reds 100s. Ooh. Yeah, 100s are lady cigarettes. Yeah, I know, but sometimes you're just looking for that extra four or five hits. I'll tell you what. Mm. Nothing like it. Yeah, my uncle smoked them until his first heart attack. Ooh, wh- what did he smoke until his second one? He switched to P-Funks, and then he went back to the <laughs> No, <Winston>. he, he <laughs> stopped. He stopped, but he was he was he would chief packs a day because he would drive for work because he was like a tech drive around guy. Yeah, and would just be in his van, just like puffing. I'm like, dude, you are like a hundred and twenty pound man. How are you taking down two packs of cigs? And I'm like. With age, I go, I understand now. Oh, yeah. This is how you kept so skinny. Oh, well, this is the thing, right? I mean, people think the coronavirus is dangerous. We used to have aunts and uncles going around smoking five packs of cigarettes a day, and they were still standing. Until their first bypass. Yeah, well, you know. Comes with the territory, but... Mm. Yeah, he used to have that union health insurance, Oh, yeah, that sweet, sweet pension. (laughs) Yeah, that sweet, sweet union health insurance and pension. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. You probably know this from your days in finance, but um, if you're applying for like li- life insurance or really any kind of insurance, if you were a smoker even in the past, you're supposed to get the smoker rate. Even if you quit, you're not allowed to get the non-smoker rate. And I don't know where that leaves vaping. Let's talk about a workaround. Okay. You can say no. You haven't smoked. On the application, even though... The day, you know, the hour before the application, you had a cigarette. But if you're a light smoker, you can just not smoke for three weeks. You can go take your blood and piss test, and nicotine will not show up. Do they test you for nicotine? It's in the blood. No way. Yeah. Well, I know it's in your blood, but I didn't know that you were actually tested for it. Mm -hmm. They test for everything. Wow, crazy. This is how, uh, what's that one guy who had AIDS? Basketball player. Uh, Magic Johnson. Yes. He found out that he had AIDS because he uh, applied for life insurance. Oh, This no was the way. New York Life like tagline of like, you know, this is what we do. We help people. <laughs> and I'm like, we did you approve him? I don't <laughs> think so. I doubt it. And they were probably like, it's Magic Johnson. Just push it through. Fuck it. I don't know. Oh, cares. man. He's got enough money to figure it out. Wow. He'll he was for- the luckiest black man in 1990. True. I'll tell you that much. I mean. Jesus Christ. Oh, he can afford anti retroviral yeah. retrovirals. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. He does so much twisted ass plays. Yeah, but yeah, if you just stop smoking for like two weeks, it's out of your system. Oh yeah, okay. I but I didn't. Yeah, well, that's good to know test- that they test you at all because I would have just lied and gotten caught. I did lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure you did. <laughs> Oops. Oh, I could well, too bad that's over now. Sorry, could, New York Life. Fuck you. You already sent me my $120. Suck my yeah, dick. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I was like, <laughs> I literally was like, this is a check. How did he get a check? He already got fucking refunded. My money. 
it's like <laughs> I think you got like retro commission from me. Maybe. I uh, I don't know. Bastard. They you want... probably do have some kind of claim on it, but nah. guess what? Tough luck, pal. <laughs> I bought all the podcasting stuff, so <laughs> now you're in the business for a quarter of it. Oh, Congratulations. Fine. Wow. No, I, I I literally was like, let me get the mail and I was like, does it check? The fuck? How? I don't understand. I will deliver it, but I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, and I was forced to deliver the check to my own client, for which I already paid. <laughs> for which we had already paid him, and I took the hit in the past. Oh, when I'm tired or drunk, Foghorn Leghorn comes out real Oh, yeah. Hard. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Uh, well, listen, man. We did over an hour, and we I got to- uh, Yeah, I got to get back to playing SimCity, so- Rude. Um, yeah, I got to go build my subways. Oh. So I have to go play like Zelda again. Yeah, What's sorry, that? dude. I'm gaming. This is the situation now. We're <gasps> both home for the for the duration here. There'll well, be plenty of time to podcast later. Fine. You uh, just want to hang out like real friends, but that's not <laughs> yeah. gonna happen. No. I also I watched all the circle episodes up until the finale. Oh, you did? What the fuck, man? That's not fair. There were only like two. Oh. Can I rewatch them? Yeah, because I will get, maybe hang get, out with you if I can get rewatch them. Juicy. Oh, okay, okay. Because, non-spoiler, spoiler, the final five have to meet each other face-to-face. And Ooh. You, and you won't believe who the final five are. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to end off. Everybody yeah. should... Uh, this is a free advertisement for The Circle on Netflix. This has been This a episode fr- of Green and Lewis brought to you by The Circle. Brought to you by Netflix. Brought to you by Netflix. We're making a shitload of money right now because all you fuckers are watching it. Oh, yeah. Sammy, um, hit me up, baby girl. Oh, God. I, oh. 